Hi there. Welcome to this episode of the Moss Valley Pod. You find us rapidly approaching Halloween, All Saints Day and All Souls Day. So, this episode is themed around those occasions. Rest assured, however, there won't be a ghost in sight. Exciting Holiness says this about All Saints Days. From its earliest days, the Church has recognised as its foundation stones those heroes of the faith whose lives have excited others to holiness and has assumed a communion between the Church on earth and the Church in heaven. Celebrating the Feast of All Saints began in the 4th century. At first, it was observed on the Sunday after the Feast of Pentecost. This was to link the disciples who received the gift of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, the foundation of the Church, with those who were martyrs, giving their lives as witnesses to the faith. In the 8th century, a Pope dedicated a chapel to All Saints in St Peter's at Rome on the 1st of November. Within a century, this day was observed in Britain and Ireland as All Saints Day. Our reading today comes from Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 to 12. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. For many people, these next few days focus on Halloween. We're constantly reminded by children in spooky costumes, seeing carved pumpkins and the obligatory trick-or-treaters. It certainly seems to be an evening where all things spooky are celebrated, including on Strictly Come Dancing, although there isn't going to be a Halloween special this year because of Covid. This can be a terrifying event. I know of many people who, within the comfort of their own home, get frightened by the constant door knocking, especially as it's gone dark. They're worried every time the doorbell rings, not wanting to open the door in case it's someone who might turn aggressive if they haven't got sweets to hand out. Halloween, or All Hallows' Eve to give it its proper name, should be anything but scary. It's the beginning of the celebration of All Saints. In older traditions, each day began at sundown rather than at midnight, so All Hallows' Eve was the start of a celebration. It was a time for reflection, including some sadness, 
on the lives of those who had gone before us. It was a day when people remembered those that they loved and lost. The irony is that the day focuses on those who have lived their lives on earth and now departed this life to go to heaven. It was a celebration that those people had now begun their eternal rest with God. There was nothing scary about it. It's a reminder of God's love lasting for eternity. In the reading, Matthew reminds us of people that are blessed, the poor in spirit, the mourners, the meek, those who thirst for justice, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers and the persecuted. Matthew tells us that their reward in heaven is great. For them, once the journey of struggles in this life is over, there is the promise of a place in heaven alongside our God. For us, it's something to aspire to. As we think about those who are now resting in heaven, we get chance to reflect on those we've known and loved. We think about their characteristics. It should inspire us to take those good traits on board. But then, like for them, our reward in heaven will be great. United in the company of all the faithful and looking for the coming of the kingdom, let us offer our prayers to God, the source of all life and holiness. If you wish to join in with the prayers wherever you are, the response to Lord in your mercy is hear our prayer. Merciful Lord, strengthen all Christian people by your Holy Spirit, that we may live as a royal priesthood and a holy nation, to the praise of Jesus Christ our Saviour. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bless Libby, our Bishop, and all ministers of your Church, that by faithful proclamation of your word, we may be built on the foundation of the Apostles and Prophets into a holy temple in the Lord. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Empower us by the gift of your holy and life-giving Spirit, that we may be transformed into the likeness of Christ from glory to glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Give to the world and its peoples the peace that comes from above, that they may find Christ's way of freedom and life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hold in your embrace all who witness to your love in the service of the poor and needy, all who minister to the sick and dying, and all who bring light to those in darkness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Touch and heal all those whose lives are scarred by sin or disfigured by pain, that raised from death to life in Christ, their sorrow may be turned to eternal joy. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Remember, in your mercy, all those gone before us, who have been well-pleasing to you from eternity. Preserve in your faith your servants on earth, guide us to your kingdom, and grant us your peace 
at all times. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hasten the day when many will come from east and west, from north and south, and sit at the table in your kingdom. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We give you thanks for the whole company of your saints in glory, with whom in fellowship we join our prayers and praises. By your grace, may we, like them, be made perfect in your love. Blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honour and power, be to our God for ever and ever. Amen. As our Saviour has taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Friday and that means it must be time for Brain of the Week. We'll begin with the answers from last week. The quiz, taken from the My London website, was a general knowledge round. As always, there's a link to the quiz in the episode description. So here we go with the answers. Number one, which 2015 James Bond film did Sam Smith perform the theme music to? That was Spectre. Number two, what was the first flavour of crisps available in the UK apart from salt? Cheese and onion. Question three, in which city is the Macarena Stadium located? You'll find it in Rio de Janeiro. Number four, which British band was the first to perform on top of the pops? That would be the Rolling Stones. Number five, which was the first city in the world to have an underground railway? London. Number six, Dave Lamb is the narrator of which cooking reality TV show? He's the narrator of Come Dine With Me. Question seven, in the children's TV show from the 1990s Bodger and Badger, What was Badger's favourite food? Mashed potato. Number eight. Which UK city has the postcode AB? Aberdeen. Question nine. Richard O'Brien, Ed Tudor Pole, Stephen Merchant and Richard Iowadi have all presented which British TV show? The Crystal Maze. Finally, number 10, how many sides are there on a 20 pence coin? There are seven. So that's the answers to last week's quiz. 
But what we all want to know is, have you got what it takes to be this week's Brain of the Week? This week, the round is all about board games. We may well be spending a fair bit of time playing some of these to keep ourselves occupied. How much do you know about them, though? Answers and my sources will be revealed next week. Good luck. Question number one. Which board game consists of 40 spaces containing 28 properties, four railroads, two utilities, three chants, three community chests, two taxes and four corner squares? Which board game consists of 40 spaces containing 28 properties, four railroads, two utilities, three chants, three community chests, two taxes and four corner squares? Question two. Which board game was created in 1998 by Witt Alexander and Richard Tate? It is a party board game based on Ludo. Which board game was created in 1998 by Witt Alexander and Richard Tate? It is a party board game based on Ludo. Question 3. Can you name the six suspects in the board game Cluedo? Can you name the six suspects in the board game Cluedo? I'm feeling generous, you can have a point for each. Question 4. Which board game is determined by a player's ability to answer general knowledge and popular culture questions? A game that was created in 1979. Which board game is determined by a player's ability to answer general knowledge and popular culture questions? A game that was created in 1979. Question 5. Which game, first released in 1967, consists of a plastic tube, a number of plastic rods called straws, and a number of marbles? Which game, first released in 1967, consists of a plastic tube, a number of plastic rods called straws, and a number of marbles. Question 6. Which board game is played with teams of players trying to identify specific words from their teammates' drawings? Which board game is played with teams of players trying to identify specific words from their teammates' drawings. Question 7. What is the grid size on a game of Scrabble? 
What is the grid size on a game of Scrabble? Question 8. What is the maximum number of people that can play a game of Mousetrap? Is it 2, 4 or 6? What is the maximum number of people that can play a game of Mousetrap? Is it 2, 4 or 6? Question 9. In which game do you have to collect as many marbles as possible with hippos? In which game do you have to collect as many marbles as possible with hippos? Finally, question number 10. Can you name the game that simulates a person's travels through his or her life from college to retirement with jobs, marriages and children or not along the way? Can you name the game that simulates a person's travels through his or her life from college to retirement with jobs, marriages and children or not along the way? Good luck with those. The answers coming up on next week's Moss Valley Pod. Many thanks for listening to the Moss Valley Pod, recorded in Eckington, Derbyshire, England. This has been made possible by the good people at Anchor.fm. Sending you all good wishes. Until next time, take care, be safe, God bless.